Living Out Love podcast. Today, we are talking about vibration, community or collective vibration. If you have not yet listened to last week's episode, number 33, I do suggest you pause this now and go back and listen to that episode first. I covered some foundational information in that episode that I will not be covering today that is helpful for you to know. So pause it now. All right, if you're still here, I assume that you have already listened to last week's episode, you got the basic concepts down, and you are wondering, how does this translate to the collective and what's mine to do about it? I really love this question. I've been pondering it for a while. As I write this, we're in the middle of midterm elections, and I can feel the charge of energy in the air. I said as I write this. I was writing it. Now I'm reading it. Um, but I digress. It's midterm elections, and there is heightened emotion, stress, hope, fear. I can feel all of that sort of tugging at me. I can see how it's affecting my kids. Um, part of that's probably, you know, the fallback that just happened on Sunday. But either way, there's just this collective energy that is affecting all of us at this time as I'm recording this. So why does that collective vibration matter and what is ours to do about it? And now I'm not talking specifically about midterm elections. I'm just talking about collective vibration at large. So one of the biggest reasons it matters is because of a universal law, homeostasis, all one word, homeostasis. Here's the Oxford definition. I couldn't, I didn't do, I tried to write my own definition and yeah, I'm just going to read you Oxford's definition. And that is the tendency toward a relatively stable equilibrium between interdependent elements, especially as maintained by physiological processes. So a lot, if you, if you research homeostasis, a lot of examples that are used are about our, our bodies, our physical human bodies and how they react to things to keep everything stable. Um, but I'm not a doctor and I don't know how to talk body stuff. So I'm going to use a different example, <laughs> one that's easier to understand. So a great under example of homeostasis is heating and air conditioning. The reason why we don't leave our doors and windows open while we're running heat and air conditioning is because of the law of homeostasis and tending towards equilibrium. We don't want equilibrium. We want our house to feel the way our house feels, and we want the outside to not come into our house and mess up the way that it feels. So imagine you have a nice house with proportionately sized air conditioner, but outside it is really hot, probably even humid. Perhaps there's a lot of concrete outside, so that heat is soaking up into the ground and just radiating back into the earth. Your air conditioner has to work really hard to keep your house cool. It's the same with our collective vibration. If it's not great collectively, our personal vibrations have to work overtime. If it's great collectively, we may choose to open the doors, the windows, let the air flow in. As with everything, it's always about discernment. But you can see how the law of homeostasis applies. When we're talking about vibration, we're talking about an energetic frequency. So the frequency of your house may be very different than the frequency outside. How much and how well can you take care of your vibrational frequency so that when the heat of the collective comes into your own vibrational house, 
it's not uncomfortable. It's, it's about that balance. Now that's of course looking at collective vibration from the sense of what it does to you. But what about what it does for you? Innovations are in the collective energy field. Generosity, forgiveness, enlightened intentions are all in the collective energy field. Again, it's about discernment. So going back to the house metaphor, where do you live? What is the collective energy that you are most steeped in? And yes, that can mean physically where you live, who you're surrounded by at home and in community. It can also mean what you're consuming. Who are you listening to? What are you watching? What is in your life and in your vibrational energy field? The law of homeostasis can work to our detriment or it can be a huge blessing. Sometimes we want to keep our doors and windows closed to block out the humidity and the pollution that's outside. Sometimes we're so grateful to let the air in. It keeps things from getting stale. It rejuvenates. It brings new ideas, new energies into our house. And we didn't have to create it. All we had to do was open our doors. So if you're going to a weekend retreat with spiritual healers and teachers, that's a great time to have really open and influenceable energy fields. If you're reading or listening to podcasts and audiobooks by leadership coaches and spiritual masters, those are great ways to be influenced as well. Attending masterminds, generative work meetings even, those are great opportunities. If there's a lot of, you know, drama on TV and a lot of unsureness, well, then you may want to minimize your exposure. Okay, so just remember that the law of homeostasis and our own vibration is neutral. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just what it is. It's not about always letting people in or never letting people in. It's about using discernment. Now let's think about the significance of the collective consciousness of our communal vibration. Oh, man, it's heavy. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be heavy, but it feels heavy today. So before I used the metaphor of the house and the air flowing in and out, and that example works really well when we're talking about what we can predict, what we can easily control. But sometimes life, it seems like it happens to us, right? We're walking down the sidewalk and a bird poops on us. We didn't ask for that. We weren't thinking about birds or poop. It just happened, right? So let's imagine that at a personal level. You'll, you're walking outside and a bird poops on you. And depending on your mood, you can have any sorts of reactions to that. If you're in a great mood, you may find it funny. You may even think it's good luck or a positive omen. If you're busy and focused on something, it may not even be a big deal. You may just go, oh, well, let me take care of that real quick before I go do the thing I'm focused on. If you're in a terrible mood, then that bird poop may just confirm all your terrible thoughts about the world we live in and how it's out to get you. My point here is the state of being that you're in. Your vibration largely determines how you react when outside events occur. The same is true with our collective vibration. When things happen, outer circumstances shake us up, our vibrational state of being is a large determinant of how we react. 
This is why employee happiness and well-being is so important for business owners. How people feel matters. It matters when life is predictable as well as when it is unpredictable. Because how we feel, our vibrational frequency, it determines our resilience and our reaction, our ability to grab the ball and run with it versus let it knock us over. So let's consider, I don't know why this was the example I chose. I'm so sorry. But let's consider how different communities respond to the same news. Um, this was just the one that popped in my mind. So I'm... <laughs> Uh, so after we're going to talk about mass shootings. So after mass shootings, there are usually different groups of people responding. Every time you see the same behaviors, there's a group of people that probably believe in conspiracy theories. They think the shooting is fake and that the government's just trying to take away everybody's guns and it's not real. There's usually a group of people that's very quick to offer thoughts and prayers. But if you mention new rules or legislations, then they accuse you of you know, whatever they accuse you of. Then there's a group of people that are full of righteous anger who want to demand change and vote out their political leaders for having not done enough. Then there's a whole group of people who are so traumatized or burned out with this repeated happening that they just go numb. They say and do nothing except perhaps, you know, look longingly if not separately, at the people around them as if they too could be injured at any minute by a random act of violence. And it feels like this dystopian sort of existential crisis for those people. So these different ways of reacting show you how a person or group vibrates. And remember, our vibrational field is largely made up of our own thoughts and feelings and the thoughts and feelings of those around us. So the conspiracy theory group they typically have a vibrational field that's in alignment with mistrust and isolation. They have thoughts and feelings that would lead or cause mistrust and isolation. So then when something like that happens, their reaction is rooted in mistrust and isolation. The leaders that offer thoughts and prayers but don't take any action, they might resonate with helplessness. More typically, I think they resonate with greed. Um, we don't need to have a conversation about politics and lobbying, so hopefully you understand how greed would lead to inaction after a mass shooting. But that sort of response of, I'm going to say the right things, but do nothing, that's usually those people resonate with greed. Now, the righteous anger people <laughs> demanding change, they feel as though they are acting out of love. Typically, their vibration is actually more fear and anger. And anger isn't bad, by the way. So check out um, podcast episode number 24 to learn more about anger and its spiritual purpose. None of the emotions that I've listed are bad emotions, but it's about knowing what they do for you. And the righteous anger people, it's not that there is not love in their vibrational energy field because there absolutely is love. But the predominant vibration quickly becomes anger. All right, then the fourth group of people, the traumatized group of people, they typically have a resonance with depression. Maybe low-level depression, but it's in the energy field. These are people that typically don't know they're capable of creating change in the world, tend to be the people that get mm, depressed or sort of distant from reality. They get shut down. So 
notice how your personal reaction to whether it's a mass shooting or any type of major event that hits the news, it usually reflects what your friends and loved ones are also experiencing. And when it doesn't, notice how it doesn't take long for people to come to agreement or homeostasis about how best to react. So if I'm reacting with outrage and righteous indignation, but I have a friend that's completely shut down and just sad, you will notice after a day or two, my anger and indignation will become quieter and my sadness will become louder. My friend's sadness will become quieter and her anger will become louder. We create this homeostasis that combines the two things. So collectively, our vibration definitely impacts us. It impacts us in terms of small groups, how we respond to the, as a small group, we have a vibration and that's how we all respond, right? In the mass shooting thing, we could say, oh, the Republican leaders and the Democrat leaders, like this is the way that they respond, right? Um, but you could look at it in terms of churches. You could look at it in terms of nonprofits, in terms of people in your neighborhood. We all have these collective vibrations that determine how we react to things. All right, so let's talk about how to work with collective vibrational energy. I'm going to talk mostly about small groups from the larger global perspective. Usually the best we can do is manage ourselves and manage what we put out into the world. But from a small group, from an organization point of view, there are things we can do to help shift the vibrational frequency. So here's some ideas about group exercises. Singing as a group doing icebreaker activities that would cause laughter or humor, trying new things together, celebrating wins, small wins, big wins, doesn't matter, celebrating anything you can celebrate. If you're in a spiritual setting or a quote woo-woo setting, you can meditate together, pray together, do breath work together. For more corporate settings, you could do a visualization exercise, perhaps around the future of the organization or people's individual future growth, have everyone take a couple of deep breaths without calling it breath work or doing anything fancy. Just have people take a couple deep breaths. And <laughs> one of my last ideas for you today, it's also the one I'm least likely to do. Last week I said meditation is one of the best ones, but I never do it. This one I rarely ever do. I haven't done it in years, but it is so effective. I learned this from Mary Morrissey. If it has a name, I don't know what it is, but it's essentially a belly laugh exercise. You stand up, and this is important. To get the most out of this exercise, you need to stand up and have room to move just, just a little because you're going to kind of rock back and forth a little bit. You're going to set a two-minute timer. And everybody, everybody in the group does this, and you all belly laugh. And by belly laugh, I mean that you bend over laughing. So you're going to put both of your hands on your stomach, like right on your navel, and bend over laughing. You're going to start with a real boisterous laugh, a ha, 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 that sort of laugh. Um, I'm going to scoot a little bit further from the microphone, and I'm actually going to put my hands on my belly and do the laugh so you can just hear it full out because that it's so uncomfortable. So you start off as a group fake laughing. 
and it's awkward as all get out, which is why I never do it. But you, but you put your hands on your belly and you fake laugh. And as you're laughing, you're kind of going to bend over. You know how some people, when they laugh, they naturally bend over. They put their hands on the knees. You're going to bend over at the waist as you laugh. And again, it's awkward, but it doesn't take long before you are all actually laughing. One reason is because it's silly and ridiculous, and so it's fun to laugh at yourselves and at each other. Um, but also because of homeostasis. When you get that much belly laughter energy in the room, the energy causes everybody else to move into laughter. Now, my experience with this activity has been that when people move into laughter, it's not necessarily the belly laughs. It might be the giggles. But either way, it shifts the vibration and people start laughing. It starts off awkward. It starts off really awkward, but it is incredibly effective as a group vibration shifter. All right, love. So those are my tips. Be mindful. Okay. Be conscious of what you're contributing to the group collective. If you're in a terrible mood, maybe you keep your mouth shut that day and just keep the door closed to your office. Okay. It's not about being antisocial. It's about trying not to be contagious with your lower vibrational energy. If you're in a great mood, see how you can spread the wealth genuinely. Lead by example. Be a part of creating a positive culture that fosters resilience, creativity, recognition. And just like the personal work that we talked about last week, every community and organization is different at what it tolerates well and what kind of vibrational support it needs. So be willing to experiment and see what works. There are some organizations that would learn about the belly laugh thing and decide to do that at every quarterly meeting. There are some that would decide they hate it and they're never going to try it again and they probably don't last 20 seconds. So we all have different tolerances. Just try new things and see what works. All right. Take care of yourself first, loves. Then spread the wealth. Use discernment. And if you're wanting to work on this with more intention, join us for the 40-day journey. The last day to sign up is Friday, November 25th. If you are listening after that day, you can still get my free meditation that will get you grounded and vibrationally reset. So check out the links in the show notes. I'm here for you. Have a great day, love. Talk to you next week. Bye.